0: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
1: Jesus had what it takes to take away my sin. And when I asked him to do it, he did it. Can you say praise the Lord? Remember when it happened? We want to remember today and give praise to the Lord and thanks to Him.
0: Welcome to The Healing Word. This is a ministry of the Largo Community Church located in Bowie, Maryland. Today, Pastor Jack Morris continues the series focused on the Lord's Prayer. Let's join Pastor Morris with an introduction to today's
1: message, Forgiveness Made Easy. And I have a very special message to bring to you today from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, where Jesus is teaching the disciples, and you're a disciple, you're a follower of Jesus. He's teaching the disciples how to pray, a prayer that will lift us to a new level of prayer, faith that will move mountains when we go to God the way Jesus taught us how to go to God. Friend, it's a message you need to hear I'm glad you're here today to hear the message. It's entitled, Forgiveness Made Easy. It's made easy because Jesus has forgiven us, and in the power of Jesus, we can forgive those who are indebted to us. The scripture says, forgive us our debts or our sins or our trespasses as we also have forgiven our debtors. Let's go into the sanctuary and hear the message. Be blessed, and may every Obstacle be removed aside now so that your prayer will go right to the throne of grace and the victory and healing will come. Today, we have a message I believe that everyone needs to hear and experience the reality of learning how to forgive. Let me begin by talking about sin and forgiveness. Now, and I'm going to talk a lot about myself. And as I talk about myself, I believe you'll be able to identify But one thing I know, I have sinned. I know that. I know it for two reasons. The Bible tells me I have sinned. The Bible tells me all have sinned. And I'm included in all. That means you too have sinned. We have all sinned. Secondly, I know I have been forgiven. And I know you have also Because we're coming to this holy table to observe the one who took our sins in his own body on the cross and bore our sins for us. I know I have sinned, but I also know I have been forgiven. The scripture says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all tried, but we just missed the mark. We just didn't measure up. Somewhere we slipped and more likely no doubt, slipped a lot of times. But the Bible tells us we have sinned. Our conscience tells us we have sinned. So now I have two witnesses to tell me that I have sinned. In my heart, there are feelings of past guilt. I, I, I want to be very clear about this, as clear as I possibly can. I pray that the Holy Spirit would open our understanding. But without the Bible... We have a conscience. I've been in other countries where people without the Bible have felt guilty. And I have been there uh, after I've gone by and I've seen the ashes where they have sacrificed a pig and the bones were there. And they were gathering up the bones, believing that somehow their sin would come on that pig and They would be liberated. They didn't have a Bible, but they had a conscience. Who told them that they were sinners? We all know in our secret moments of honesty that we have all sinned. The Bible tells us so. Our conscience tells us so. But secondly, as I said, I know I have been forgiven. And you do too. And we're rejoicing in that. And we're going to come to the table and celebrate our forgiveness in just a moment. The scripture says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness means every unright thing we have ever done. Think about it. Every unright thing, every wrong thing I've said, done, thought, he has forgiven. In Christ, it is all done. So, I know I have sinned, the Bible tells me, my conscience tells me. I know I have been forgiven, the Bible tells me, my conscience tells me. When I have been uh, forgiven, there comes a peace and a, a a liberation. I talked to the man that, that uh, did some uh, work around our house a week ago and he was telling me how for two hours he, he confessed his sins. I, I just drew him out into a conversation and asked him, I said, do you go to church somewhere? He was out working outside, inside. I followed him around. He was a nice guy. We talked a little while. I like nice guys. So I asked him if he goes to church and, and asked him about heaven. I asked him about confession, his relationship with the Lord. And then he began to tell me and he told me a, a story that I'd never heard it done this way before but he said I had a lie detector machine and he said for two hours I confessed my sins into that lie detector and over and over throughout that morning he worked at our house. He kept telling me oh the the burden that was lifted oh the joy that came all oh, the and he went on and on telling me what happened. Do you remember when you gave your heart to the Lord? I hope you have another experience like that when you come up here to the altar table. That the joy of the Lord will come upon you because you'll know that you have been redeemed. God bought you with the blood of Jesus. You belong to him. And that that first salvation joy will come back and you'll experience it this morning. I, I think of that beautiful, beautiful hymn that is a favorite of church people everywhere. Amazing Grace. We have favorites, but I think that, that one has to be right almost at the top. John Newton wrote that hymn so long ago. John Newton died an Episcopal priest, uh, an Anglican priest, but he, he was a slave trader years ago. He was a captain of a slave ship that would go to Africa and pick up slaves and bring them. And when he wrote that hymn, Amazing Grace, that saved a wretch... He didn't say that saved a good man. I was raised in a good home. His mother was a Christian, by the way. I was raised in a good home. I'm a good guy. No, he said, I was a wretch. I was a wretch. And God saved this wretch. And he said, it's amazing grace. Now, he made a brave, brave attempt to tell about the grace of God that came into his life. But it, it, it wasn't complete. How, how can you actually tell somebody else what you have experienced on the inside. It's like tasting something that somebody else didn't taste and say, oh, this tastes so good. I wish you could have a taste of it. You know. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. I can't taste something for you. I can't experience something for you, but I can experience for me and taste for me and you can do it also for yourself. John Newton had this great experience and it was his desire now to tell everybody that he possibly could Uh, regardless of their culture, their race, whatever, that God is an amazing God, that he is a God of amazing grace, of kindness and of love to all who will believe on him. And he won many, many people to the Lord. Now he's an old man and he makes this last testimony. I mean, I've, I've been so stirred by this John Newton that I got on the computer and I googled his name and Took me to the cemetery and showed me his gravestone as an old man. One of the last statements he said, and no doubt it was Alzheimer's, uh, but he, uh, they didn't call it that back then. But, but this is his, one of his very last statements. He said, My memory is almost gone. He said, But there's two things that I remember I'm a great sinner, Christ is a great Savior friend again, Jesus said, in remembrance of me. Can I forget that experience? John Newton said he just about forgot everything else, but he couldn't forget that experience. Sometimes our experience with Christ grows dim, grows dull. We become casual about spiritual things, a little bit indifferent. We can we can miss doing things that we used to do and not feel guilty about it. And it sort of it sort of sort of wanes away. But not with John Newton. He said those two things he remembered. And it was just as much alive in him in that old age as it was when he asked God to come into his heart and save this old sea captain.
0: Mr. Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation. Our Father, who art in heaven,
1: hallowed be thy name.
0: For nearly 20 centuries, the Lord's Prayer has been one of the most beloved and best-known passages earth, in the Bible. As it is in heaven. Although it spans just five verses in the New Testament, its beauty and serenity reassures our heart, strengthens our resolve, and leads us into a personal relationship with God the Father. As part of the current series, A New Level of Prayer, based on the book by author Philip Keller titled, A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, Pastor Jack Morris is expounding on the profound and eternal concepts found in these truths on this week's Healing Word broadcasts. And we would like to offer this special book to you for a financial gift of any amount. To receive your copy of a layman looks at the Lord's Prayer, simply email your requests to contact us at the and a church representative will respond to your request to receive your copy for a financial gift of any amount. Again, send your email request to contact us at the now to receive your book. Thank you for your prayerful support and may God bless you. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
1: I was trying to learn how, some time ago, to pay my bills uh, on the computer, you know, uh, on the, the website. What a time I had. Now, I have good credit. Thank God I have good credit. <laughs> Most of my life I've had good credit. I, and I, I, I thank God for that. I don't, but... Uh, the bank representative called me after about two months. Mr. Morris, why aren't you paying your bills? You've got the money in the checking account. The money is there. Why aren't you paying your bills? I, I told the lady, I said, I don't know how. <laughs> you don't know how? <laughs> I, then I explained to her, I'm trying to learn to pay online. And I've been waiting on a paper bill to come in. And I'm going to take the paper bill and check it with. (laughs) And I've waited and waited. And so they penalized me. (laughs) But then they forgave me. But at any rate, uh, I I finally learned how to do it. And I'm, I'm doing it all right. But see, I was in debt. But I had the wherewithal to pay. But I was in debt spiritually. But I didn't have the wherewithal to pay. I couldn't save myself. I couldn't forgive my own sins. I couldn't do that. And somebody else had to do it for me. Jesus had what it takes to take away my sin. And when I asked him to do it, he did it. Can you say praise the Lord? Lord. Remember when it happened? We want to remember today and give praise to the Lord and thanks to him. Now, forgiving others the same way he has forgiven us. How can I do that? You see, some of us have been forgiven instantaneously. We knelt, we prayed. That's how it was with me. Other people have had more of a progressive. It's taken weeks or months, maybe even years to get to that place. But it was a growing repentance and the salvation so those people can't go back to a particular date so that's why I'm focusing on the date of your baptism use that date as your date of testimony of having received Christ as your savior but but write it down somewhere put it in the fly leaf of your bible I have it in mine I wrote it down September the 9th 1951 I know the time I know the place and I know what happened to me and it is as real today as it was back then I'm rejoicing in the Lord and I'm coming to this table in just a moment a sinner saved by grace God's loving kindness God's grace to me this is what the Lord has done now as life goes on things will happen and there will be listen to me there will be misunderstandings. But go back to that person and check it out. You'll find out that for most of the times that person didn't mean it at all. There was an interpretation that you have given that caused you to have ill will toward that person. That person loved you all the while. Friend, God cares for us. He loves us. We are to care and love others even as he cares and loves us. You see, when we forgive somebody, we release them. Now listen to me. We release them. We hold them guilty. 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 And we just can't wait until somebody does it to them what they did to us. Anybody cut you off on the highway? You see, just a little while, somebody's going to cut you off. I hope I'm there to see it. <laughs> But God didn't take pleasure in our sin, in our wrongdoing. Not at all. Now, notice what the scripture says. Forgive us our debts. How? As we also have forgiven others. If God held me like I hold others, if God didn't release me like I don't release others, I would still be lost in sin Without joy, without salvation, without the hope of eternal life. But God heard my prayer. I talked it all over with him. We had a wonderful understanding. And he saved me from all my fears and came in my life. Now one way I can know that I'm forgiven is that I can. Listen, one way, let me say it again. I'm getting to the place now where I need to be. One way I can know that I am forgiven, that he has forgiven me, is that I can easily forgive somebody who offends me. And if I can't easily forgive somebody who has offended me, then I need to question, have I been forgiven of my sins? Is my name in the book of life? Has the blood of Jesus cleansed me? God forgives easily. We hold it for years. We pack it away and we nurse it. And we keep thinking about it, ruminating it, can't get it out of our minds. Yes, forgiveness is hard when you try to do it in yourself and you can't remember your own forgiving from the Lord. It is so very, very difficult. So one way, let me say it again, I can know that I have been forgiven is that I can forgive. Now, I know I'm doing it not in my strength but in his strength and by his might. One time Peter asked Jesus, how many times shall I forgive a person? You know, I've heard people say, boy, if they do that to me one more time, I'm just so sick and tired of them saying that to me, doing that to me, ignoring me. If they do it one more time, no. Peter said, shall I forgive them seven times? Seven is the Bible number for completion. And Peter thought he was really being generous. He really thought he was. And Jesus said, 70 times 7. Meaning, as often as they sin, you forgive. That's how God does it. As often as I sin, I can go back to him, confess it, and he forgives. What a Savior you have and I have. What a Jesus is ours. He loves us so much. So, in Ephesians 4, 32. Forgiving one another even as there it is even as how shall I forgive even as God has forgiven me I can forgive you you can forgive me forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you but I ask now and I have to conclude but here's the kernel of this message so it is Here it is, Ephesians 4.32, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And I ask, how? How can I do it like you do it? I'm a man. I'm a person. I'm a human. How can I do it? Well, this is how I believe it can be done. And it can be done very easily. Not difficult. If it's difficult, I'm doing it in myself. I'm doing it by my own effort, by my own energy. And it can be so difficult, and it can never, never be done. It'll come back tomorrow or the next week. It'll be right back again. And I'll pack it around with me forever. And it will continue to release poison into my system. Unforgiveness releases poison into your system. I've been reading about the scientists and the professors uh, in the medical field, uh, in the psychological field, talking about forgiveness, trying to help people relieve their stress. To get better, to get healed, to get over it, to move beyond it. And they have a whole list. Step one, step two, step three, step four. How you can do it. You step it out. And I thought, sir, you may be brilliant. Lady, (laughs) you're a brilliant lady. But you can't learn how to forgive. If you can learn how to forgive, then forgive yourself and forgive everybody and just leave God out of it. And forget this table. It can't be learned That's one of the things that cannot be learned. But this is how it's done. When Jesus was on the cross and they were crucifying him. He prayed, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That person out there that's hurt you. Just think that that person doesn't know what they're doing. They really don't know what they're doing. They're not hurting me. They're hurting God. But they're hurting themselves. And so just forgive them. But how? This this is what happened. When they stretched Jesus out on the cross, can you imagine God the Father looking down from heaven on his son that was his son forever, that had lived in heaven forever, pure and holy, 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 holy. We sang it just a moment ago. And they started driving those nails through the palms of his hands And those spikes, they drove through his ankles. And God was looking at Jesus. Beloved son, no one is loved by God more than Jesus. When you can't forgive somebody, you kneel at an altar, whether that altar be your bed, your kitchen chair in the living room. You begin to thank God for saving you. You remember when it happened. You rejoice over it. And as you pray and rejoice over it, in the spirit of him who forgave me, I can forgive. It's the easiest thing in the world when Jesus does it through you. It's the most difficult thing in the world when you try to do it by your own effort. But see Jesus. Friend, do I see Jesus here this morning? When you come to this altar, see Jesus suffering, dying, Spikes in his hands. Get a vision, a mental. See what God saw when God looked from heaven on Calvary, on Golgotha. Look at what God was looking at. Friend, if you can look at what God is looking at, you won't be able to help yourself. But love even as he loved. Forgive even as he forgives. It's the easiest thing in the world when you see what he did for you. If you can see it and rejoice over it and praise God for it then it's easy. It's, it's not hard because you're doing it in the name and by the power of him who took those spikes, took that lashing. I want to see what God saw. I want to feel the anguish that my heavenly father felt when he saw his son die. I want to see that. I want to feel that. I want to experience that. And when I do then I will be able to forgive without any any problems whatsoever.
0: Friend, as Pastor Morse just shared, the ability to forgive is not something we can do ourselves, but is an act that must happen through the power of God who first forgave us. The next time you're angered by the wrong actions of another, stop and remember how God forgave you and let the power of the Holy Spirit work in and through you to forgive others. And don't forget about this week's special offer to receive a copy of the book, A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, which is available for any gift given to support The Healing Word Ministry. Email the church and contact us at thehealingwordministries.com to request your copy today. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed, and there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. Tune in tomorrow for another message in the series, A New Level of Prayer, where Pastor Morris will deal with temptation and present ways to overcome it. Until then, blessings on you.